Well, hello to everybody listening at home. This is the Ordinary Church Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Connor, and I'm here with Pastor Mike. Hello, Pastor Mike. Hello, Connor. Good to be with you again. It is, uh, it's Friday. No, it's not Friday. It's Thursday. It's Thursday, it's Thursday June 11th. And, and June 11th. We're recording this episode a little bit early because I'm about to take off for a family vacation. This will be stale by the time it plays. <laughs> and especially because it's going to be. We're going to try to dive into some of the current events and, and try to address that from a biblical perspective. So hopefully this won't be too stale by. There might be something completely different going on in the world, right? Yes. And things could change. Things are changing with the wind. Because this, this is going to post on the 17th. Right? On the no, 18th. 18th. Excuse Thursday, me. June 18th. 18th. So okay. you're listening to this, and it's Thursday the 18th, or whenever you're listening to it. There you go. And uh, it is uh, a crazy time in the world right now. Mm-hmm. So many opinions, uh, people shouting at each other on social media, shouting at each other in person, yeah. riots and protests, um, and it's on everybody's mind right now. So, Mike, I'll just ask you a few questions today to try to open up just a, a platform for you to just speak into these things from from the biblical perspective. But, okay. Um to start, just want to ask as a foundational question for believers within the church, dealing with other believers in the church, what are some of the ways right now that I can be prioritizing unity in the body and loving fellow believers and exalting Christ? Yeah, great question. Prioritizing unity in the body, first of all, like to remember that the universal body of Christ, adopted family of God, the bride of Christ, has absolute unity because of Christ. Now, that's a positional truth. The problem is our condition, okay? For example, uh, we have this position in Christ and all of us have unity in Christ. But you look around the world and you're like, Christians are not together. I mean, Christians don't even believe the same thing a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. Some Christians aren't following the word and things like that. And just, it's just so complicated. But every one another in the Bible, I think we addressed this last week a bit too, but every one another in the Bible is absolutely pinpointed on the local church. You don't do the one another's with people you've never met before, right? So you want to lean into the unity of the body of Christ? Just love your family that are believers. Love your people in your small group. Love the people in your church. Like, you don't need to go further than that. Like, go small. And I really mean that, like mm-hmm. go small and then your thoughts of the bigger world will be fuller. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I think there's the first part of your question was about unity. What was the second Prioritizing part? Prioritizing unity in the body. I think just loving each other and exalting Christ. Loving each just- other and exalting Christ. I mean, look, um, when Jesus, John chapter six, when Jesus and and his disciples, you know, he was going through, on, you know, on the way to the cross, basically, and he's in the world, God incarnate. He's come for a purpose to die for the sins of the world, and he is doing miracles, and he is doing all these things, but his disciples were having a rough time of it because he was saying hard things to them, exacting things, right? Yeah, Yeah. very exacting things, very things that are like, this costs you your life, Mm -hmm. right? So it says in John 6, 66, after this, many of his disciples, not the 12, just the larger group, turned back and no longer walked with him. So people are leaving. And he says to the 12, do you want to go away as well? And here's Simon Peter. Got to love Peter. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. You know, Peter is is spot on and excellent for those professions of faith that are just, you know, the classic professions of faith. 
Totally. And here he says, you have the words of eternal life. We're going uh, nowhere else because we have nowhere else to go. And you are the Holy One of God. We believe it. We've come to know it. And I think this idea of, of you know, loving your brothers and sisters in Christ, you got to go with what does Jesus say? A new commandment I give you, mm-hmm. love one another. Mm-hmm. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. So, you know, there's so much vitriol and so much angst and so much anger and so much consternation amongst people where they're like so upset at other people. Yeah. I'm getting upset yeah. at other people. Yeah. I, I see somebody write something and it's an article. I don't even know the person. I'm like, I don't like them yeah. because of the way yeah. they wrote, yeah. right? Yeah. And what we do is we become judge and jury. I remember in John 7, Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus you know, at night, uh, recorded in John 3, and um, Jesus had said to him, you must be born again. He says, he says, I love this. He says to the Jewish leaders, does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? <laughs> I mean, just think of, of just the Jewish law. You know, the chief priests and the Pharisees were like, we're going we're gonna to kill him. You know, we're going to, he's deceiving everybody and all these things. And Nicodemus, reasonable, you know, a believer. I mean, he says, look, we don't judge him without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does. And the idea of listening and the idea of just understanding where someone's coming from does worlds of good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them. It should never mean you agree with sin. Mm-hmm. But what it should mean is that you can actually go, you're my brother in Christ. Mm-hmm. We don't see eye to eye, but we learn from each other. Totally. I learn from my brothers and sisters that I don't agree with. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's some softballs. True or false? My unity with other believers in Christ is a deeper unity than the unity that might be shared in a political party. True, 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 baby. <laughs> true. And that, that's, a, that's like, I can dunk that one. Yeah. <laughs> I can dunk that one right away. Of course it is. But you know what? We all know this. Hello. You know, this is uh, uh, obvious point alert. How many Christians roll this way? That they act like, well, I have better unity with my political party or with my yep. protesters yep. than I do with the body of Christ. Yep. What they're really saying is, well, people are questioning me in the body of Christ and challenging me. And I don't get challenged with people I completely agree with for those, you know, two hours that I'm with them. Totally. So it's not exacting when you're not mm-hmm. in the body of Christ. It's exacting. It's mm-hmm. like I've got if I if I get to know you, you're going to find something out about me that bugs you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go, whoa. Now, is it sin or is it just a, an opinion? Yeah. OK. If it's sin, you need to say something to me. Mm-hmm. If it's an opinion, mm-hmm. let it ride. Yep. Right. Let it roll. Totally. Yeah. And I love those people. What's true the other, true what's, or false. Yeah. True or false. My unity with other believers is deeper than the unity that I have with people because of my skin color, my race, my ethnicity. Dunk, slam dunk. This is like Dr. J. Oh, this, is like, this is like MJ uh, dunking from the free throw line, starting from the free throw line. Absolutely. Now, I'm Italian, okay? You know my skin color is? Olive, okay? Oily. Every video we shoot, it's like shiny forehead man. Then my new nickname will be shiny forehead man, right? And... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, like I'm olive skinned, you know, and look, I'm Irish, English, Scottish, and Italian. And my grandfather was a, an Italian immigrant, and my dad told me all the names he was called. Uh, when my grandfather came over, there were bad names for Italians. And one of the nicknames um, that I was called when I was a kid uh, was a derogatory one, and it just meant you didn't have papers. Italians were called WAPs, and it meant without papers. At least that's what my dad told me. And, um, you know, I don't use that term. But that was used against me as I was a kid. Now, did that hurt me that much? Well, it made me feel bad. But, you know, have I been brought up with systemic racism? No, I have not. 
Um, but I think that my bond with the body of Christ, oh man, you know it goes far beyond the yeah. color of skin because everyone's got, you know, we talk about people of color. That's everyone. We all have different shades of melanin, okay? Mm -hmm. Who was that? What's that? Uh, the colored people song. We're colored people. Da, da. DC Talk. Oh, and and it had, you know, multiracial band, mm. Christian band. Yeah. And it was this song. It's a great song. We're colored mm -hmm. people. And but it's it's about different shades of melanin in your mm -hmm. in your skin. And these guys were saying, like, one's black, one's Asian, one's white, whatever. And it's like, we're one in Christ. Mm -hmm. Of course, man looks at the outward appearance, God looks at the heart. But I need to have a much tighter bond with my brothers and sisters in Christ than with my ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way I'm going to side with the Italians over the Christians. Over the Christians. Okay? No, I'm not going to do it. And I know that sounds silly and ridiculous, and I'm not trying to be, you know, in any way insensitive to the moment. Mm -hmm. totally. In the moment right now, everyone who's reasonable doesn't matter what they look like. Put them on a microphone. You can't see them. Put them on a microphone, and if they speak reasonable truth, I'm going to go with it. Totally. Yeah. So, so I do want to just move towards that. I, again, we're recording this a week early, so who knows mm -hmm. what's going to have happened in the last week. But in this moment, mm -hmm. uh, tensions are, are just mile high. And, and in a sense, I think it's right to say grief is mile high. Yes. A, a yes. man was killed unjustly, right. and that's cause for grief. Right. And in the black community especially is feeling is feeling grief. Mm -hmm. That's a factual statement. There's deep grief being felt. Is it not true to say? Uh, deep grief, deep anger. And again, I, we're not talking about how valid everybody's opinion or point is. But there is an absolute feeling of lament. I have exactly. heard the word lament more times than I have in the last 10 years, totally. in the last month. Just like unprecedented was the COVID word. Yeah. I think lament is the word for this moment. And it's true. Totally. We should all be grieving over the way people treat each other. Mm -hmm. and, and murder, never right. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, hatred, never right. Uh, so... You just got so many things, and yeah, it's it's there's a it's a, a deep, deep anger and a deep pain. And and here's the interesting thing: just because you're not writing the articles or out doing certain things that people want you to do, doesn't mean that you don't care. Um, one of the things that I thought about is that you know I, I'm calling them the new Pharisees. Okay, the new Pharisees want you to fall in line with them and say the words that they want you to use. Mm -hmm and do the things they want you to do and like the things they want you to like and lift up the people they want you to lift up and put down the people they want you to put down. And that's not the way of Christ. Mm. That is not the way of Jesus. We are not to twist the words of Jesus uh, because of the situation, right? We don't want to co-opt the situation for, for our um, agenda. Totally. But what we do want to do, I think, is, is co-opt the situation for Christ and Scripture, mm -hmm. for Jesus and the gospel, totally. and say, what can we do to bring hope to a dark world. There's a lot of pain, a lot of lament, uh, a lot of unrest. I can't right every wrong, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, interesting thing thought I had today that was probably gonna find its way in my sermon this week is that you are not, you and I are not called to bear the burden of the whole world. Mm -hmm. But right now in this moment, everyone feels like they have to bear the burden of the whole world. Mm -hmm. Well, my Bible tells me that in Hebrews 1.3 that Jesus holds all things together by the word of his power. Mm -hmm. That's Jesus' job to bear the burden of the whole world. Mm -hmm. But what's my job? What's your job? Bear one another's burdens. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. Galatians 6.2. Yeah. Totally. Bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. So when I bear my brother's burden in my local church or a friend of mine that's a believer and, and maybe uh, they have been the recipient of gross untreatment mm -hmm. and I help bear their burden, I'm doing what God wants me to do. And it's just one one little part because I'm one little man. Yeah. So Yeah, totally.
Maybe just a few practical questions. We'll, we'll come to an end not too long, but a few practical questions out of that. First question, I, uh, I feel like my response in a, lot of, in a lot of this can trend towards a lack of empathy. Just, just part of that's my experiences. None of this is too close to home for me. Yeah. The black population in the city of Orange is, is under, I think, 2%. That's the last I heard. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's not something that's super close to home. Um, how do we as believers cultivate and develop True empathy. Sure. Yeah. You, you, you get empathy by getting your heart crushed by Christ. And what I mean by that is when Jesus said in John 8, 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. You get set free from a hard heart mm-hmm. and a, heart, a calloused heart. I know that before I became a believer, there, were, there was a lot of hardness of heart toward people on my part people that have hurt me in the past, and I was like, I wanted to get back at them. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I planned out ways to get back at people that had yeah. hurt me, right? Yeah. And I know people do that now, but like, I'm trying not to live that way now. But before, I didn't know any better. And I think you grow empathy by getting your heart broken by Jesus, where your, your pride gets crushed in the gospel, and you actually, you grow empathy. You grow an empathetic heart. Like, you start feeling for things like, I think there's people that didn't cry before they became a Christian, and now they cry because yeah, they weep over. Yeah. Like, I've cried. I'm sure you have too, but I've, I've wept over the way things are going in the world. I have cried. I've wept. Mm-hmm. And it's in the privacy of my own home, in my own room. Mm-hmm. But still, I've wept over these things. The first time I saw the George Floyd video, I wept. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I couldn't get through it. I could not get through the whole thing. I said that before. I could not watch the whole thing. I'm the guy that can't watch the the medical show that shows someone getting operated on, okay? So, I mean, seeing that, I'm like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. I had to keep turning away. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the other things, I mean, I watched a a guy get his head bashed in with a brick Mm -hmm. after this in some of the riots. Mm -hmm. And it just, it, it, I couldn't watch. Like, you know, people want to go watch a fight. I I don't want to go watch a fight, okay? you, you grow empathy by getting your heart crushed in the gospel, your pride appropriately crushed. And I think you grow empathy by being around people. Because the more you're around people and the more you're around people that are just, you don't, you, you can't control your whole life. Yeah. You can't go, I'm only have these kind of people. Like, it would be easy for me to go, if I could just have 10 Connors to hang out with, I could get along with everyone all the time, right? Well, that's not the way life is. You know, there's only one. There's only one Connor has. Mm-hmm. But seriously, all, you know, look at our staff. We all get along so well, but you go, but there's people, we know that in all of our lives, there's people we don't get along with as well, mm-hmm. right? And I think you just have to, you, you grow empathy by, by listening to people and by asking uh, right good questions to each other and spending time. Like I've spent so much time with the men of Grace Church of Orange. Mm-hmm. I go to their work. I go have lunch with them or go have coffee with them. Yeah. And I ask them questions or I see their office and I see their pictures and I see their family. And I know I, you get to know someone and you mm-hmm. ask them, how did you get saved? And what's about this or about that? And sometimes you have hard hard conversations. Other times they're lighthearted. But you grow empathy by, by being around people and not thinking you're right all the time. I think God... One more thing, and then I'll let you ask me another question. But God <laughs> God continually humbles my heart and shows me how much I need him and shows me kind of the darkness of my own heart. And that's where I go back to John you know, 8, uh, 32. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And then in John 8, 36, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And it's like, wait, if free indeed? What? Well, I'm free. So w- w- you know, what do you mean free indeed? Well, like... 
fully, fully free, <laughs> like actually, actually free. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. That's super helpful. Um, so just another another practical question. A lot a lot of the call right now to to believers, especially mm -hmm. and maybe even especially white believers, mm -hmm. is I need to engage in what's in what's going on in the world, you know, and mm -hmm. be an advocate for for um, justice toward the black community, especially to have a voice on social media to be involved in protesting. Yeah. Maybe if maybe two uh, two kind of part question out of that. One would be, could you speak could you speak to the reality that these are heart level issues, which means necessarily because that's a product of the fall, supernatural issues mm -hmm. that that can't be fixed outside of Christ. Yeah. And so the gospel is necessary and central in all of this. Mm -hmm. But then secondarily, maybe a, a second question, is there anything that I ought to do as a believer to try to show love towards that specific community and engage in what's going on right now? Do those make sense? I yeah, like that, that absolutely makes sense. I don't know if I have a great answer. Uh, to be really honest, I don't know if I have a great answer. I'm going to go back to Scripture. In John 10, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Um, I lay down my life for the sheep. You know, uh, we lay down our lives for others. Uh, we, 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 um, we, we follow Jesus. We follow the crucified one. We follow the one that was, I mean, it, there's no one that got worse evil perpetrated on him than Jesus. Okay, and he got all the sin put on him. And so I, I guess I go back to Jesus and I go, well, you know, we, we don't want to make it into a social gospel, but the gospel makes me want to engage socially. Totally. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the idea is, what do you do? Now, in this moment, what do you do? People will tell you all sorts of things, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think just, again, I'm going to go back to my answer from before, but mm -hmm. uh, love Jesus and do as you please. Mm -hmm. Do what pleases Jesus. Um, there's no wrong thing if you're not if you're not breaking the law and hurting someone. Go do something. Totally. Now, and maybe you write a poem. Uh, maybe you write a blog. Maybe you maybe you care for one neighbor down the block that that is is black. Maybe you um, protest. Maybe you. So I think the one the danger. Let me tell you the danger I feel. Yeah. That if I say, wow, I went and did this, X, Y, Z, whatever I did, check. Yeah. I, my conscience is assuaged. Mm -hmm. Now I feel good. That wasn't right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was just doing that to be seen or, or hey, I got on a photo op or I, I was able to, I got all these likes. And, you know, who's going to like your post? Everyone who agrees with you. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. social media. Yeah. So it's like, just do something that doesn't have to be seen. Um, people get a lot of heat. You're, you're not saying enough or you're doing too much or whatever. Mm. Live your life in the presence of God mm -hmm. to please God, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, mm -hmm. knowing that it's from the Lord that you will receive the reward of the inheritance and that it's the Lord Christ whom you serve. So you will receive the reward of the inheritance from Jesus and you're serving him. So as his servant, do what would bless God and bless other people. Mm -hmm. Bless and help. Like we talked about during COVID-19. Yeah. What can you do to bless and help people? So do something to bless and help somebody. Yeah. I mean, I've written notes to people. I've I've um I've tried to say some things. I've tried I've had one-on-one -on -one conversations. Mm -hmm. Um I'm not a political activist, but I've done some things. I'm 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 a preacher and I'm an ongoing encourager. Yeah. So I'm going to preach and I'm going to encourage people in an ongoing way. Yeah. And use whatever voice I have. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to have a big platform yeah. where all, you know, 
millions of people are liking my post or whatever. I'm not, I'm, I'm an unknown guy. So my, my job is to help the flock in my home yeah. and the flock at Grace Church of Orange. Yeah. That's my calling. Yeah. And you're going to have your sphere of your calling. Yeah. Every Christian, listeners, do not what someone else tells you you should do to be right and get a, a thumbs up. Do what you are convinced, Romans 14, do what you're convinced that you ought to do to bless and to help and to please the Lord. And then just don't worry about what everybody else is telling you or how they might judge you for it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one last question. Um, a lot of the a lot of the feeling is, well, maybe I'll back up. I think what people are feeling, I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. is a, it's essentially, a, it's a good thing to want justice and to long for the end of death and poverty and inequality and, and all these things that we see in the world today that are so grieving. They, they're grieving to the Lord. They're grieving to us. We want the end of that. Right. But would it be right to say that maybe maybe some Christians are are failing to see that the gospel is the solution to those, those deep desires in the sense that the gospel is going to someday usher in the, the kingdom of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in that kingdom, all of that will be made right. Right, but but now is not that time. Is that is that? Oh, absolutely. Well said. Very well said. I mean, Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen. Right, all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable. So it all Scripture is inspired by God, breathed out by God, and profitable. Okay, it is useful for what teaching, correction, uh, rebuke, train in righteousness. I got that out of order, but uh, that the man of God may be adequate, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yep. So it's like. Um, scripture is sufficient in this moment. Uh, Jesus is sufficient in this moment. Uh, but that's the reason why we should be doing what we do. If we do it for other reasons, well, you just did something else. You did, you're doing something, but it might not have an eternal value, might not have any, any, um, any redeeming sure. quality to yeah. it. So, I, I mean, if, you know, if you help someone, you know, what did Jesus say? You give a cup of cool water in my name. You know, you did it unto me. Totally. And, and again, that's kind of in a judgment. There's there's a lot of context in that one, but sure, sure. Um, just helping someone in Jesus' name. If your motive is to serve Jesus, I almost think you could do anything that is legal and moral and ethical, and do it and, to the glory of and God. do it to the glory of God. Uh, this like Brother Lawrence in practicing the presence of God. I can mop a floor. Or sweep mm-hmm. a floor to the glory of God. Yeah. You know, uh, whatever you do, do it from the Lord. It's the Lord Christ whom you're serving. Um, so I think Christians shouldn't be so worried that they're not doing the politically correct thing, but that they're doing the correct thing. Mm-hmm. And what what's the correct thing for that individual Christian? Um, because again, the kingdom will be ushered in in Jesus's good time. That's We're right. not ushering in the kingdom yep. with our good works or our acts during this time right yep. now. And yep. the lament, can I just bring us back to the Please. lament for yeah. a moment? Yeah. Because I, you know, uh, Bono of you 2 uh, said this about David, uh, King David, the sweet psalmist of Israel. He said, uh, he's the ultimate blues man. Mm. I love that. That's one of my favorite lines uh, that mm. Bono said yeah. is uh, David's the ultimate blues man. Cause he was always singing the blues in the Psalms. But what you notice in the Psalms, I don't want to oversimplify them, but you know, this is the this is the songbook of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's Tim, how Tim Keller put it. Songbook of Jesus, meaning you see the gospel in the Psalms, mm-hmm. and you see um, heart wrenching lament. Right? What did Jesus say? Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Matthew eleven twenty eight to thirty, uh, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm gentle. I'm humble in heart. Uh, what should we be striving to be like right now? The way Jesus described himself. 
gentle and humble in heart or mm. gentle and lowly of yeah. heart. Uh, think of Psalm 40. Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps secure. He put a new song in my mouth. So even after the lament, a song can come, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in God. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud and to those who go astray after a lie. Uh, you have multiplied, O Lord, my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare and tell them. None can compare with you. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell them. If there are more than can be told. Just it goes on and on and on. And it's like you could cry out, how long, O Lord? How long until you, you bring justice? I mean, that psalm ends like this. As for me, I am poor and needy. Mm. He's, he's finishing with a lament. Then he says this, but... The Lord takes thought for me. Uh, you are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. So he, he ends and start, starts and ends with a lament. I am poor and needy. But I love this. The Lord takes thought of me. Yeah. So you think of that, this, listener, the Lord takes thought of the one who is poor and needy. The, the Lord takes thought of the one who's in the miry pit. And... Um, you know, we have to grow hearts of empathy. We have to, I think God is continually growing our capacity to have empathy. Um, again, that doesn't mean you have to agree with everyone's reason. And you don't even have to know their whole reason. You know, you just have to just love people. Love love Jesus and do as you please. And I think Jesus will never get angry at you for, for loving people. Just love people. Yeah. Be kind. Yeah. Uh, what, what is the Lord's bondservant, 2 Timothy 2, must be kind to all. Mm. Now, there's no qualification there. There's no skin color. There's no, uh, you know, race. There's no, uh, there's no economic uh, category. There's yeah. no social kind, strata. Kind to all. No, kind to all. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, I don't have any more questions. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. We rambled. I think that we were rambling we on this so a little bit. I was rambling, man. Listeners at home, sorry if that was a, a rambling mess, but... Hopefully there was some help in there. For Maybe there'll you. be some nuggets of goodness for them. Some nuggets of goodness. I yeah. hope that was the case. And hopefully, especially as we're reading the scriptures and just trying to say, hey, what does the Bible say about this? There's some truth there. Um, yeah. And maybe just if you have anything to close, give us that and then we'll call it a day. Okay. Let me close with this. I want to go back to another lamenting psalm. Okay. And listen, I, I hope this will the, comfort your heart uh, because we are all in a moment. And some people are closer to the epicenter of mm -hmm. pain. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. I can't uh, know the pain of George Floyd's family, mm -hmm. but I feel it to the extent that I can feel it. But, you know, the pain of, of a parent who's lost a child, or the, uh, the pain of a child who's lost a parent, all those kind of things, that is far deeper, right? And there's a grief. And sometimes you just have to sit in silence with them. But listen to what Psalm 42 says. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? And I love this. Hope in God, for I will again praise him, my salvation and my God. And this is repeated. This is in verse 5 of Psalm 42 and then verse 11. It closes it up. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? You think of the, the lament, the, the, the pain, the anguish, the, the anger, the frustration mm -hmm. of systemic injustices. And you go, why are you in turmoil? I'm in turmoil inside. Mm. And then here's the reminder. Hope in God. Mm -hmm. Hope in God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to praise him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to praise him. 
because he's my salvation and he's my God. And there you have the ultimate. Yeah. This is all temporary. Yeah. This is all temporary. There will become a day in the new heavens and the new earth. God will remake the world. God will restore all things to himself. It will be a beautiful day. That's right. And it, it won't have sin. No sin. It won't have That's sin. That's the day. That's Amen. the day we're waiting for. Yeah. Would you just pray for us? And yes. We'll wrap it up. Lord, we thank you for mercy. Lord, thank you that your mercy holds back the wrath that our sins deserve. Thank you, Lord, that all the wrath that our sins deserve went on Christ at the cross. And thank you that for a believer, we are secure. We are bought with a price. We are to glorify you in our bodies. And Lord, we are to, in this temporal life, put all our energies towards serving you, uh, to, to want what you want, to love what you love, to, to, gr to grieve over what grieves your heart, to weep with those who weep and to rejoice with those who rejoice. And in this moment of lament and, re and weeping, I pray that you would help us to appropriately come alongside those in need. I pray, Lord, that we would, in the midst of pain, put our hope in you. Pray for every listener that they would know Jesus Christ and know his victory and his truth and his presence and his mercy and his grace and his forgiveness. Lord, I pray that uh, those that are forgiven would be magnanimous forgivers and would be uh, just multitudinous in mercy, that we would just shower mercy, be merciful people uh, that care for others and that love others, all for your glory and others' good. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor Mike, thanks so much. Listeners at home, mm -hmm. we uh, are thankful for you, love you, and we will uh, talk to you next time.